Good evening, everyone. You're welcome to another episode of Alt. My name is Dan. Hi, guys. Hi, Dan. So, what are we discussing on this episode? Wow. I'm talking about taking things easy. Yeah. We understand. Especially as young people, right? This is there's a lot of rush. Rushing youth. So, I guess what we'll be exploring on this episode is how, like, the people who have come before us, or the people who have come before you, how they also had uh, similar circumstances. And <clears throat> interesting enough, I was, I was um, reading about uh, um, adventure, right? So, there's, <laughs> um, if you're touring Mount Everest or you want to uh, climb the Mount Everest, Right, uh, it's mostly or most of the time covered in snow, and the one way for you to like get directions, like nowhere to go to, nowhere to like depart, is is there's no signboard, there's no like signboard saying take right or take left or exit or entry and all that. The only way for you to get directions on Mount Everest is by following the dead bodies there. Right. So <clears throat> basically <laughs> it's like the whole point of this love story is like bro, you have to chill. Like there are people who thought they could climb Mount Everest and they didn't and they, they never came back home. And, right. and the the good thing of it or the sad thing or the interesting thing about um, particularly Mount Everest is the cold or the snow that is uh, vocational there makes it very ideal to preserve dead bodies, right? So you might have bodies there for years, and nobody will know until perhaps um, the snow goes up and stuff like that. So it's like one of those stories I read. I said, like, "Oh, bro, you have to chill, you know, like, <laughs> like take it easy." Well, I, I think I'll say something personal, right? And it, it has to do with my my writing. So recently, I've I've started going for the thirty days and um, how would I put it? It's free writing spree in in July, right? Since the thirtieth of July, I've not picked up my pen to write anything and publish anything. And I've had I've had a series of um, messages from I'll say my fans. At least I know I've had like three messages asking asking for you know my whereabouts. You know, as an author, as somebody that publishes weekly, sometimes on daily. Like guy, how far we never see your post now. And in my head, I'm. I'm like the topic is I'm trying to take things easy and, and it's not because I I decided to it's not because I reached a point in my life or I reached a, a consensus in my head that I want to take things easy I want to numb things down but it's just funny how I think some sort of natural selection happened uh, <laughs> I, I say it's just it's just selected 
in that selection, what is left now is just this guy that does not feel like writing anything. And aside the fact that he does not feel like that, for me to write something, I have to find interest. And it's crazy. It's crazy. The craziest part is that I've not found anything interesting. Usually, if I if I see stuff that or that calls out to me, you know, sparks a certain signal, like I go after it, and I chase it, I consume it, and sort of throw it out there, and I'm done filtering it, you know, in my refinery. But this time around, I've, I've not really seen anything. It, we're almost in September, yeah? From July to September, that's like two months. Is that not an excuse for one to just be lazy, really? I say, oh, I'm just thinking, yeah, for yeah, how long is it permissible? Should we just leave it to, like you said, natural selection? No, let 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 nature tell you when to when to share. I think one of the last stories that I wrote was my mind was already telling me that I'll get the title was unborderness and wishful thinking. So <laughs> I was already beginning unbothered about a lot of stuff. So I did not just find myself here. So I know we are taking me we're talking about what the truth of the matter is that before you get to that point. And I think that that's that's one of the options really. I don't think it's wow. like a like black and white. I think it's a very thin line, you know. It's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because why you you are taking it is the competition. <laughs> I might not be taking it. Thing that using both would have a using both. If you have, if you had to shuttle between track and field, and so at the end of his career, he was playing football, right? See, I think um, I also. I was I, wondering if you were saying something, but I didn't quite get it. Um, also, I think it, it, maybe it's not such a bad thing to to get burnt out. At least that means you've you you you've tried, you know. Nobody can tap on your shoulder and say, you didn't try it, or you didn't try this one. Maybe, um, I think burning out is like nature telling you, like, giving you feedback, you know, like, bro, you got to chill. <laughs> you have to be only one man at the end of the day. You're just a man at the end of the day, you know. So, I, I think this is... They give an actual fuck about the results that you produce. So if you burn out, um, you are, if you burn out doing ineffective stuff that does mm-hmm. not produce results, just, like, you have wasted energy at the end of the day. You might not have wasted, you might have learned stuff in the process, but, I mean, if there's no result, if there's nothing to show for your burning out, well, we can say that you have tried and you have ticked all the boxes. But, What's, what's to show for that? Now, I'm not saying we have to live life in such a way that every single one, every single decision that we make or every single step we make have to have, you know, have to have some sort of a dividend. But I'm just saying that if you're going to burn out, it has to be for a cause, right? And it has to be for a cause that is worthy. If not, you're just out there burning out. I mean, you're just being foolish. Yeah, just being foolish, I mean. All right, so let let me just share this story, right? So 
I, I will not make the point uh, so um the guy who um the guy who started why why combinator um Paul Graham Paul Graham had like <laughs> like twenty different jobs like it would and it was very brilliant right it was very brilliant and he had even very successful he had been part of very successful projects but he found himself like moving from one job to another job from another project to another project you know politics and all that then he started white company to after he got married and his wife um, living i think Livingston or something like that it's like she's the one running white company to now right not really program program is like the the gown letters and documents and all that but his wife is the one really managing the business or managing the organization so why combinator um gave birth to um gave birth to okay i've forgotten the name of the okay why combinator brought about stripe and stripe now brought about uh paystack in Nigeria, right? So it's like a build up to to what we have now. So one of the biggest um, financial um, offerings or um, disruptors in Nigeria, yeah, fintech in Nigeria now, right? So all of this is like a, um, a really shoot off of shoot offs from another shoot off. But it's rooted in the stories, the experiences, the failures, the of one man, right? So when you say results, results can be short term, right? The same thing that happened with the guy that is training uh, Manny Picao. I don't know if I call this name well. The guy actually, the guy okay. is training him, uh, Freddie Roach. Yeah, Freddie Roach, right? He actually was born into a boxing family. Right, the whole, the whole, everybody there apart from his mother were boxers, right? And he was pretty good at boxing at the beginning stage, but you know he burnt out, you know. And the mother basically told him that, bro, you better chill. And then he took up this other job. He started drinking because he was bad at the job and he was old already. Until he now like had like um, an epiphany and decided to become a boxing coach. And from that, he was able to uh, bring about or train someone like Manny Picao, right? Who, you know, is obviously a big person. So, when we're talking about results, are you going to judge Freddie Roach's results when he was 22 or when he was 36? Or his uh, result now when he's, I think, in his 70s or 60s with a with a terminal disease, right? Because he has a terminal disease. So are you going to judge his results as at when? Are we looking at short-term results or long-term results at the end of the day? Uh, so I think the important thing is that you should be able to say, you know what, I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> What's it being you? You know? And uh, let's go. Because even if you eat all the points, at the end of the day, 
there's just so much time for, for you to be cool, for you to chill when you, when you, when, when you, when you're in the casket and they are ruling your body off. You know, like the road of, uh, the Wakanda guys pulling you off. You know, at the end of the day, you're only human. Uh, you want to climb Mount Everest. Say, uh, something they don't climb. Okay, now climb it. The, that's why, uh, I was also reading about war and strategy. Uh, that's why a small country like, um, Poland was able to defeat, uh, I think Russia or Soviet Union at the time. Because they were so small, but they knew about uh, it. Yeah. yeah, they were in a very cold country. And with all the weapons, with everything, and more, everything, just everything froze. The soldiers they froze to death. So it, it, it's like, um, yeah, I think this Poland Soviet Union really like, um, exemplifies what we're talking about. You're playing to your strengths as in Poland, as the underdog or whatever. Playing to your strength, you have a perfect economy of resources, and let the other guy just burn out or not take things easy. Why you literally chill, and the others freeze to death? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Did I did I um, answer that one about results? <laughs> I don't think I asked the question, but I, I think that you tried to clarify oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, just to clarify. About just to clarify. Yeah. Everything. Even if you look at it, yeah. someone yeah. like Jesus Christ, someone like Jesus Christ was fucking unsuccessful. If we're looking at, like, what he was able to change in his lifetime or why he was alive, you know. I know they say Jesus is alive forever, but, like, the actual life and lifetime, right? Like he was killed, all his disciples were killed in horrible ways, boiled, fried, uh, crucified upside down. <laughs> you know, like, but in long term, it's like the most revered uh, person. You know, I think after him is Muhammad, I guess. All that. So, I, how, how really can you measure, <laughs> measure, uh, Results, really. You know, at the end of the day, even Jesus Christ was crucified. So, oh well, that's something. Yes. So and, that's and, and so much for taking things easy. I'm not even. I'm not taking anything easy tonight. To go there. To go there. To go there. So I, I just think it's we go places like that mm. and bring out important stuff like that. And it just made me to start to think about um, how that, you know, nothing's really absolute. Yeah. And yeah. Funny, I've always been a fan of what you might call the journey or the process. I mean, it's, it's, and now the silly thing, the silly thing about goals is that if you have set a goal and you have broken it, you understand that it's very, very unsatisfying, right? So the only thing that satisfies you is pretty much the process. Going yes. through yes. step by step yes. movement. So until like when you, you, now, get, you when goal, it's like game over. You write and you, you, you make music. What do you enjoy the most about like like the job, like, I know it's not a job for you, like, 
like something that you can actually point to as your process that you enjoy? Is it the thinking? Is it the not thinking? Is it is it like what 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 is it for you? Well, it's many things in one. It's something that I think is especially the fact that those sort of things endears people to you, right? You you sort of form a tribe, a tribe of people that that look out look out for what you are going to put out there constantly, and, and you feel a responsibility for those guys. So I mean, you are doing it for yourself. At the same time, you have it at the back of your mind that there are people out there that that are your audience, right? And what is most thrilling is when the people that you are doing these things for, aside from yourself, like, I'm a very selfish writer. If I don't find a thing interesting, I, I can't write for you. I can't write for other people because it, it's a trap. Because by the time I start to write for you, at some point, your taste may change. So I will have to taste, change my taste in response to your changing taste. Do you get So my own evolution is for me, and, and part of forming a tribe is, is gathering a good group of people that you share um, beliefs or thoughts or, or, or belief systems, right, or opinions together. Of course, those things may change, but you're not going to change in response to other people, you are going to lay out your process as you change from point A to point B, and then you are going to have people access that and assess it, right, and, and see that wow, okay, this guy was standing here before, and he's here now. My list mm-hmm. from point A to point B, that process, what has happened, and you have mm-hmm. people that actually appreciate what has gone from, you know, the things that have gone into moving from that point that you were before to the next point it's 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 not all about you but it's mostly about you right and that's one of the training things that is about you but other people can project their lives to things that are about you it's like you're writing about yourself or you're writing for yourself but people can see themselves in what you're writing and and that's that's what writing that's that's the for the writing aspect right and also what is training again is, is the thinking that goes in. Well, it's not all that training, to be honest. It's painful. <laughs> it's difficult to say what you have to say. What you want to say the way you want to say it. Painfully difficult. I mean, you can have your first draft in, in no time. But, you know, sitting down to think about an idea, think it through, make sure that, you know, it's... If you want to leave it open-ended, if you want to direct it to a specific... If you trust your audience enough to interpret it the way that you you, you put it out, right? Or to interpret it as anything. There's so many things that are going on in your head at once. And, and one of the most painful things is that you sit down and write for two hours or three hours what somebody will read in two minutes or three minutes. And you're like, oh, what? Three hours of my time. Two minutes. But then, people, people read it and, and they, they feel immensely lucky to have read something like that. That rubs off on you. It makes you want to do more, right? The fact that you are, you are creating something 
from it can be from your couch for that matter. You can be lying on your couch and be writing and post it on somebody somewhere. I, I remember I, I got it a comment on one of my articles on LinkedIn. This lady from nowhere, she was like, man, she was in this space and that space and she just read my medium pop my um, my article up on her feed and, and she read it and it just changed her mindset and she got to work you know, she got to work on a project that she had abandoned or something like that. And that for me was like, wow, okay, this is something. I'm actually doing some good here. I mean, that alone is enough to, it's enough to light up whatever, whatever, whatever hormones that, that are responsible for my happiness. That, that alone is enough to fire it up. So I was a happy man that day. I'm still a happy man today for that. And anytime I think about, anytime I think about the people that read my stuff and feel that my stuff has impacted them, then it makes me happy. For the music, I just go, man. I just go and do music. And I'm not really thinking too much. Music was something I found easy to, to do. Like guitar, for example. A lot of people find guitar difficult, but I, I didn't find it difficult. I just found it meh. I started to play and that's how that's how I still play today. Like, okay, let's just go there and, and do something. And however you feel, whatever emotions I'm able to convey to you, then I'm glad that you have enjoyed the session. And I, I don't think too much about my music actually. I don't think too much about it. I just do my assignment and, and leave the place. So that's that's not about that. All right, all right, guys. You 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 went from the Nigerian Messiah. He is <laughs> coming up with a tribe. Next thing is should be coming up with a political party. Then um, probably just take over. Grace. All right. Um, I think on that note, you can just come bring bring all of this to the end. I think we'll have more interesting topics coming up. Um, we'll probably be looking at a reversal and attitudes to what we discussed today. Piazza, our next episode should just be about Agi, the strong-headed, round-headed people. You know? And now, perhaps we can get to that. <laughs> well, on that note, I, um, yeah, that brings us to the end. Take care, guys. Sam, do you have any goodbye? Um, well, I I sort of went on a roll for the last few minutes, so I'm I'm spent. I have nothing to tell you guys aside from keep listening, keep you know sharing if you find it insightful and impactful. That's the least that you can do for us, and we appreciate you sticking with us all this time. Thank you so much. Guys.